We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This thing on? See, now I'm getting mad. Because it's getting ready to be on. I want my whiskey to bite me a little bit. This is the kind of psychopath that I hang out with. I got beat up outside of a Denny's. The Rockpile Report with Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, Drew Gear. He likes to get in the ex's nose. Something I can't do with this podcast because I drink too much. Chris Kruger. My rollerblading blonde mohawk producer. The pettiest, hardest drinking Bills podcast. I'm an adult. I know what I'm about. What's up, people? This episode we did live on Spaces. I'm going to tell you right now, shut it down. Don't listen to this. I don't want it out. Drew wants it out, so it's out. Ryan Lacell's audio is totally fucked. He sounds like he's underwater. So just turn it away. Don't listen to this. It sucks. Let's start the show. To another edition of the Rockpile Report podcast. Only this time, we're allegedly live on Spaces, according to Chris. Chris, what did you call this thing? What? What did you title the Spaces? Billion Bill's Stadium Series Volume Seven with Ryan Lacell. It's Volume Eight, technically, which is fucking hilarious. Last one I have is Seven. Well, by my stamp, by my watch, by my watch. I'm not, I'm not calling you a liar, Chris. Really? No. Well, I mean, I didn't tag you. Yeah, well, it, no, it's right here. I see a waveform moving. Somebody just joined. There we go. Okay, so we have one so we listener. are in it. Here we go. We are live on Twitter Spaces with another Rockpile Report podcast. A little bit of technological intervention brought us back after a hiatus. After Chris, techno- technology fucked us the first time around. You got a well, new it's phone? that phones are now being made without audio jacks. Yeah. And even when you buy the adapter, it still doesn't work. Nothing works. It's all made in China. I don't understand any of this stuff. And here's what I know. They keep making life harder for me to operate a cell phone. They get smaller. My hands are big. I'm not typing on an iPhone. Like that iPhone keyboard, I'll see you all in hell. Not doing it. Not doing it. Here's what I think is crazy. We have done... Seven or eight of these stadium series podcasts now, Ryan, and you have been a part of most of them. Chris, can you turn this up in my headphones on the pod track? As always, the building of a new NFL stadium is this constantly evolving process, and it's of particular interest to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I'm just I'm a nerd about this stuff. And I know that there's a sizable contingent of our fan base, specifically those who don't live here and don't get the local Buffalo news updates. They don't get to see what the Buffalo Business Journal says about these. They want to know what's going on. So with that in mind, as things develop on the stadium front, we're going to get together here and we're going to encourage some listener feedback as we do this. This is why I love the Spaces format. And as we do more of this, people will get more comfortable with joining us, saying their piece, raising their hand to speak offering up some extra things to the conversation. I think that as we talk about this foray into the you know, the world of NFL construction and the Buffalo Bills tying themselves to Western New York on a more permanent basis and what the cost of that is, realistically, I think that, I don't know, you want to hear what people think on this. Like, I'm not going to lie to you out there who are listening to this in podcast form. There's a lot of things... I don't care what your opinion is. I have mine. That's why I'm on this side of the microphone. So it makes me an ass, as I'm willing to admit that. But with that said, with that said, there are some things that impact all of us. And I'd love to hear what some of you think as we talk through this process. And so with that, Ryan, I first want to raise a glass. Why don't you, uh, can you get me an extra Springbok out of there, sir? Box. Yeah, he brings a box of beer. No cooler, even though he's... Chris, he has more money than you and me combined, but he can't afford a small cooler. <laughs> Take that, Ryan Lacel. <laughs> Didn't have a comeback for that. I have in my hand a cocktail from Chris before we launch into this. Now... I last, have it too. I've never made this before. Last week, Nate tried to guess what we had. He guessed bourbon, and it turned out it was mezcal. Here's a question. What liquor do you think no is in one, this glass right now? If no one that's it's listening orange? to this would say that's even true. N- Nate nailed the mezcal right on the nuggets. Orange? With something floating, but, but like the orange is floating, which makes you think like it's a different substance than what's on the bottom. What liquor do you think is in here, Ryan? Uh, I'm going to go... Chris, is that... Is that vodka? I would never make a cocktail with vodka. No? No. What am I, a 25-year-old woman? I have the hair of a 25-year-old lesbian. <laughs> Allegedly. Here, why don't you give this a whack? What's in it? What's in it? Oh, well, you got to taste it and find out. Yeah, you taste it and you can tell me, me what's in it. Now, let me get in here. Okay. So off the jump, there's something orange. Yep, orange. I want to say orange zest. Than juice, so yeah, sure. there's an orange zest or something in there, and it's thin but fruity. All right, Chris, it hit me like with another, it. It tastes like it might be another tequila. Chris, what do you got here? This is a cocktail that I got from the Thirsty Whale on Instagram. It's called the Stark, and it is bourbon, yellow chartreuse, lemon, honey syrup, that and then a top with uh, bitters. He made one. He made one I saw on uh, today that was. Uh, oh, you follow him? Yeah, I follow him. Yeah, he made one today that was a grapefruit. The gold. Oh, the brown brown derby maybe. Yeah, brown derby. Yeah. That's a Yuleberg favorite. Listener to the pod. Drew made a face. Yeah. Nope. He was trying to spit nope. something out. Nope. I'm just making the drink a, out. I'm just making a note for later. Was Guys, the, is the drink is the drink good? The drink is good. This is tasty. I do like this. I, I again, I'm not a cocktail guy, 
but this is nice. Chris, you you continue to surprise me with your ability to chef these <laughs> things up. You have, Chris, because you're enjoying that. You would never put in the manpower. No! I'll tell you what, Chris. Chris always talks about. Well, it's a three ingredient cocktail. That's a four ingredient. I, I've got a. I I drink the two ingredient cocktail: liquor and ice. Yeah. That's it. Gin, better be a damn good dry gin because I'm going to drink it on the rocks. Uh, Noted for next week to make a gin cocktail. Here we go. An original. So as we talk about the stadium stuff and we try to get some more input from our listeners, we talk about stadium ticket price increases, which is something that directly impacts everybody, right? And it's it, like it's the first stumbling block and kind of a absolute precursor as to what's coming for Bills season ticket holders. And realistically, anybody who wants to attend Bills football games, right? Like the price increase that the team rolled out approximately two weeks ago. Now, here's what I'll say. Ryan, how long have you had season tickets? Uh, this will be the 23rd year, I believe, or 24th year. Something in that range. Free... Uh, Pre-drought. Okay, so pre-drought, and so I bought mine into, we bought in under my friend's name in 2013, and I took them over, and I'm looking for Zach's email right now, because Zach Richards, <coughs> my ticket rep, I emailed him, because I said, hey, listen, I can't find, like, the, the, the website won't let me go far enough back to see my complete ticket history, yeah. and I was like, I'm not looking to complain. I just want to know what I've paid over the years. This is what I'll say. Like, obviously, the idea to raise prices, nobody likes that. No. So it was met with a lot of derision. I remember in 2013 when we bought in, my ticket price was 275 for my seats. Yep. In section 200, row 7, seat 15. According to Zach, my ticket rep, when I took the tickets over, in 2017, they were $380 per seat, which is about $105, what, $105, $105, increase. That's over how many years? From 2013, so, so for four years, it only, that's minuscule, that's nothing. Now, today, you look at it, 410, 430, 500, 585, to where we stand today at $675 per seat, Chris. That's still a deal. Correct or incorrect? Correct. Okay. Now, the email that the team sent out said that the average season ticket increase was 12%. Ours was 15%, right? When you look at that percentage increase over the course of the drought, there was no way they could justify increasing it by 10% a year. <laughs> would you have balked if they had pre-Josh Allen said, hey, we're raising tickets 15%? I, yeah, I probably I probably would have still gotten them, but it would have been a much more difficult decision than it is now. Right, because the product on the field is just completely different. Chris, the first year you bought in with us was when? 18, 19? Yeah. So... Right there, you your ticket price has doubled since you first bought in with us. All right. Do you regret any of it? Do you want me to give you cash right now for all games next season? Because <laughs> I will. This is what I'm talking about, guys. Like This is the attitude of people who do this. Now, I understand, 
again, like national inflation rates notwithstanding, things are more expensive. The reality is, is that what the bills are paying right now, still not that much more than what other people have been paying for a decade. In fact, Chris, I saw an article that said that Gillette Stadium right now going into next season, they're just now increasing prices for the first time since 2008. They could they had a Hall of Fame quarterback, the best one ever, and they didn't raise prices for a decade. They had a guy with two Hall of Fame careers before he left. Brady legitimately put together two Hall of Fame careers in New England, and they never raised prices from 2008 until this year. It's wild. It's crazy. And it's arguably when they're at their lowest in terms of franchise, how good that franchise is. But that's also like a, mar- a measure of how much they were charging. Oh, absolutely. They were charging so much money for this. So, obviously, there's the, there's the current state of expense, and there's a lot of fan pushback to that. And I think it's time to address the elephant in the room, Ryan. You've been accused by some people in this fan base of being a classist. Now, here's what I'll say. I'm going to read the tweet as you tweeted it, because I don't, I don't want you to put your own spin on it. Nate Geary tweets out on August 1st, 2021. They're consistently a PR nightmare. Threatening to relocate is certainly a negotiating tactic, but one that's completely out of touch. Not only do they want taxpayers to fund the stadium, they're going to jack up prices and price out the very people expected to foot the bill. To which you responded in quote tweet form. I'll say it. As someone who has had season tickets for two decades, I'm good with some people being priced out of going to a game. Now, that is the tweet that set everyone's hair on fire. And this is the problem with social media. It's very easy to say that, knowing what you want it to mean. But in text, like, I constantly joke with my wife about this. I go, do you know why I don't send dirty texts? Do you know why I will never and have never done like the whole sexting thing? Here's why. Because if a court stenographer ever has to read my texts in monotone fashion with no context, it's a bad look. Like, it's a bad look. Oh, baby. Touch me. Like, it's just gross. This is the same thing. Me reading your response with no context applied to it makes you look like an asshole. Yeah, and, and there's, there's kind of two two frames of thought, right? Like, I can tweet this because I truly think it, but how are people going to perceive it? Or I'm going to tweet this because this is how I feel and I don't give a shit. How are people <laughs> perceive it? So, and then when the reaction comes, you've got you've got two more options, right? You can back down and potentially even delete the old tweet, which I, I don't do. I don't delete tweets. I don't block people. I don't, no. I don't know that stuff. Like social media is... That's why I respect just, you. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, social media is real life. So, Or you can lean in. You can troll a bit. You can you know, be bombastic, and you can expand, and that's what I decided to do. Lean into it. And that sub stack, it was entertaining enough, but we went back the other day. Somebody, for whatever reason, some some troll account you know, followed me as, as they tend to do, right? Somebody would, you know, use their 700 letters or numbers after their name, and then uh, they liked a, just a random tweet in there. And that brought me back to that stack, and I brought it up to you, and I was like, Drew, brought this, you know, remember this? <laughs> so this is, here. here's my thing. When I see that, 
like I see that tweet and I take a look at this and I say to myself, um, like obviously Twitter's not a nuanced vehicle for discussion. That's not how you get your idea. No. And like if anybody here listening or the people listening, if you want to comment to join in, here's what I'll say. I understand what you meant by it. Like when you were talking about how I don't want them to cheap out. Yeah. Don't build me a stadium that's just like you're going to take a bunch of taxpayer dollars. You're going to fund this thing. If if the whole thing is, hey, we just need a new building and it's still going to kind of stink like the one we have now. I'm not going to say that our current stadium stinks. What I'll say is that it's there are things you could improve upon highly. Our, our stadium is one of, one, of, one of arguably the worst stadiums in the NFL when it comes to amenities, when it comes to fan experience. Because I, I, I got rolled for this early on Twitter at one point, too, because I said <laughs> fan experience, right? I want something with fan experience. And their response is, I'll oh, sit in the stands and that's your fan experience. Tailgate in the parking lot, that's your fan experience. Fan experience is I get into the stadium and I don't go directly to my seat. Like, there's, sure. There's shit to do beyond watching a cover band play ACDC for the 17th time <laughs> this season, right? While, while people stand in line to get into the bill store. Like, your, your main attraction should not be the merch stands. No. Walk into an NFL stadium, especially if it's going to cost you $1.5 in taxpayer dollars. It just shouldn't. Now, Chris, the Atlanta stuff. Remember when the Bills played in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And how Matt Ryan how we was, were supposed to go. Yeah, and how Matt Ryan was lamenting on the radio, where he's like, "I kind of wish our fans were in their seats." <laughs> and not- Atlanta was built. I mean, Atlanta was built with a different mindset, right? Atlanta was built with a very much corporate appeal to it, because Atlanta wants to host the Super Bowl. Atlanta wants to host the NCAA Final Four. They want to host stuff there that if you don't have stuff to do for the corporate people who don't really want to be there but they're taking a client or they're taking a vendor to show off or whatever they're not gonna they're not gonna do it you know so um buffalo doesn't have to worry about that buffalo is not gonna host a super bowl they're not gonna host a combine they're not gonna host you know at most they may get a draft right so they really should be focused in on the fan experience and if you're gonna build a 1.5 billion dollar stadium People need to realize that a $1.5 billion stadium is not going to be affordable for the people that the former Ralph, now the cap, now whatever it is, Highmark Stadium. It's just not. So this is the question. you, Those of you out there listening to this, like, do you have something to say about that? How do you feel about the, the idea that, yeah. No one's listening to this. Sure. No, no shit. But here's the question. Chris. No, because there's, okay, here's what I'll say. I look at this and I ask the question. How mad are you that the Bills might build one of the finest places to play football in the NFL? Right? They're not going to build an L.A. style. Like, it's never going to be what they have in L.A. It's not a playground. No. It's not an adult playground. <coughs> I kind of have to at this point. But this is, what I, this is what I'll say. At the same time, knowing what it's going to cost... Even people who don't watch the games are going to pay for this. Knowing what all is being funneled into it, I would be angry if the team didn't build the nicest stadium it could. If they took that money, sank it into a bunch of horse shit, 
and then said, hey, we basically rebuilt what was already here, and we just slapped a new coat of paint on it. Chris, how many hockey away games have you been to? Oh, dude, I lived in Atlanta. The best games to go to are away games. Okay, so this is my point. When you look at other hockey teams' arenas, isn't KeyBank Center here in Buffalo kind of like dated by comparison? I mean, it was opened in what nineteen ninety six. Yes, and they haven't updated it since then. Yeah, and so. it feels that way when you go in there. Like when you go in there for concerts, when you go in there for events, there's no like there's no deficit of reminders that this was a cheaply built building. That when when this was built, they were literally just playing indoor soccer and hockey in here. That's all they gave a fuck about. There was no mainstream concerts coming to Buffalo at the time. No one cared. We were in the heart of the Rust Belt. Now, now. Adam Sandler's coming in April. Adam Sandler. Oh, boy. Let's Chris, light the beacons. Adam Sandler's coming. Do we do do Seagram's bets for the first non-Bills event in the stadium? That would be funny. I'm already calling Rolling Stones. Well, so this is my point, though. Rolling, probably Rolling Stones. <laughs> if they're all still, still if they're all still alive, yeah. Here's what I'm saying. I look at this and I say to myself, if you guys were to take these taxpayer dollars and you were to roll them out into a, a subpar stadium, like what the the Ralph currently is, I would be pissed off about the fact that we paid for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And you can't take you can't take one point five billion dollars in taxpayer money and say here's some here's some bleachers a place to take a piss and a bunch of stalls to go buy some some bad food at. Well, hang on, piss trough mafia will come after you. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, I mean, you you know what I mean in terms like you can't have you can't walk in and go this is what we spent one point five billion dollars on, right? Like fair. You walk into a friend's uh, or somebody's new house, right? And then you get you get out into the car with your wife and you sit and they go, how much for that place? Well, you can't you can't do that with a stadium that's going to cost that much taxpayer money. Hey, as have as a guy who recently bought a house, I know for a fact there's people who go, they paid that much for that house. To, to your face? No, not to my face, but I know they're doing it, and it's okay because you're right. I did probably overpay for my home, but guess what? It's perfect for me. Yeah. And I will. I dollars don't matter to me. It's it's am I comfortable? All right, perfect. And this is what I need, and this is what I want. And that's, and that's, you know, I think to an extent, there's a, a subset of the fans who say, I just need a place to park my ass to watch a good football team on the field. I don't care about the rest of the stuff. But for someone who, you know, I go into the stadium a little bit early, usually, you know, we get there early in the morning, we tailgate, we go into the stadium a little bit early. It'd be nice if there was some place to go beyond my seat, because once you're in the stadium... You don't have to worry about missing kickoff. You don't have to worry about this, that, and the other. Again, beyond standing and watching a cover band. Not that there's anything wrong with cover bands. I have plenty of friends who play in them. But Paul Winesky, I don't want over, that to be the main draw for me. Is like, hey, watch this guy's version of Back in Black. It's really cool. Chris, Paul Winesky, uh, what, what is it, Rapids Theater? Something like, no. I thought he was playing Town Ballroom. Town Ballroom. Oh, yeah. Town, Ballroom. Town Ballroom with Right his down the unplugged. road from that fire. Unplug- oh, Jesus. Hopefully that place is all right. Guys, here's what I'll say. 
I just know that we would, we're not trying to price people out, right? Like you and I aren't trying to be elitist about this. What we're saying is that if they were to take this money and then build a subpar stadium just so people could afford it, you'd be pissed about it. Go build the best thing you can, and I will pay whatever that costs. And there will be people who can't, and there will be people upset by that. There's a reason they're shrinking the the capacity, because they recognize there are people who can't and won't try to afford this. The reality is that there are people now who can't and won't afford to go to a football game at Highmark Stadium. Yes. So I would ask that if you are one of the folks who do go to games on a regular basis and you're worried that you're going to be priced out, my question is that do you have the same energy for those people who can't afford to go to games now that you have about you potentially not being able to go to games? You actually made that point, and it, it did make me laugh. You were like, oh, no, the people who are the maddest at me for saying, that, again, as someone who has season tickets for two decades, I'm good with people being priced out. People who got the maddest about that tweet are the people who probably never stopped to think about the people who had already been priced out before them. Realistically, it's just, hey, as long as I'm cool, then I don't care what it costs. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who, over, you know, I, I get, you know, just like you, right? Like, I go out and I get training camp tickets and I give them to people because I have season tickets. And yes! That and people DM me, hey, I want to bring my daughter. I give them tickets. I give, you know, I donate tickets every year to local golf, you know, golf tournaments and raffle up. You know, so when it comes to higher, high, you know, holier than thou, whatever, like, I'm the last one from that. But the stark reality is, is that $1.5 billion stadium is not going to be affordable for the same people that stadium is affordable for now. Chris, if you're priced out, I'm sorry. Maybe you have an extra <laughs> ticket. I'll bring you to a game. Maybe you got a, you know somebody who can float you for a little bit. But attending a football game is not a right. I can right now go upstairs. <laughs> I can pay for all four of our seats in cash and your seats in cash. <laughs> and kudos to you. So you're not you're not the one who needs to be worried about getting priced out. Right? Now I'm. No, I'm not going to get priced. As someone who isn't going to get priced out of the stadium, the question that I have is, is do you want a $1.5 million stadium that the same people today... Billion. $1.5 billion stadium today can afford, or do you want a state-of-the-art as much as they can get out of $1.5 billion and whatever the cost is, the cost is? I want... I would take a $1.5 billion stadium if everything is put into the football field. That aspect, not like Atlanta, where it's like, oh, hey, we have all these Swarovski crystal stores and Tacova's Western boot stores. So you can come watch a football game and and then get a wardrobe. Be careful what you ask for, because the NFL just spent eight hundred thousand dollars on the most expensive field for a Super Bowl. And it was an unmitigated disaster. So more money into the field isn't always the best thing. No, I don't need. I don't need any of. I want. I don't need any of that. What I need is more of you giving away training camp tickets because I'm picturing you standing at a tops in Greece, just handing out. Free, who needs them? Free. T- who needs them? Who, who needs free tickets? 
You don't, you don't see me as like the, the who I, I hold the tickets and I just ask people to just give me the best sob story and I, I pick the one that I feel the worst for. Like the he, most pitiful people who come to me and ask for tickets. I, I picture him, I picture Ryan doing that from like the slightly open window of his car. <laughs> just tossing <laughs> as I drive by. Run for the tickets, <laughs> Give it. Can you, can, can you springbok me? God. All right, so we've we've now established that Ryan, while being an asshole, still isn't the biggest asshole. He's just making a point that we all, who pay for these things and regularly attend them, all feel and believe that you should build something for the money. Build it. Get your money's worth. Right. Don't spend one. Don't spend a third of the budget, or whatever, two thirds of the budget on parking lots and traffic flow and. You know, a, a you know a really cool merch store. Like spend, yes, spend money on. If we already had that. You're gonna go get a screen, a, a, a screen for the stadium. Go get the best screen that you can get within that budget, right? Like, go you know go get the com- most comfortable seats. Buy there buy is so you can have the biggest overhang possible. So I'm not sitting in the elements. I don't know if it still exists on YouTube, but there was a guy who went through the ranks of, like, investigative journalism, who started in Cincinnati, went to Atlanta. and Now he's doing his own thing now. I specifically remember him doing a thing on Cincinnati's stadium that if another NFL stadium upgrades something, like, within their, like, scoreboard and at, like, let's say technology gets to a point where... A scoreboard can do something like 3D. It's within Cincinnati's contract with the stadium that if another NFL stadium has that, then the county has to get that for the Bengals stadium. <laughs> it's a hundred. It's a hundred percent true. One it's, more reason. I hope. I true. hope a sinkhole just takes that whole city. I. I, it, I, listen, it, 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 no, but here's the thing. Like they, they had me, right? Like they had me. No, I can't blame the city. It's not the people. The it, people are great. Here's I'll what I'll it, say. Let me give the guy credit. Is it came from Ben Swan, who's an investigative journalist on the internet, who went through the ranks in local media and TV, and I think he's doing his own thing. But now, but he did something in, when he was working in Cincinnati. That's an, a legit thing with. The Cincinnati Stadium, like if there comes like a three, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, at any point that that board becomes obsolete or or is trumped by another stadium. Yes, then Cincinnati has to get that added to their stadium. That's ridiculous. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like there are a lot of horseshit things that shitty owners work into contracts. The Pagulas have agreed to pay all of the overcosts, all the overruns after this one number gets agreed to. I think that's reasonable. Agreed to that before the shit show inflation. Exactly. One point five billion dollar stadium. That price tag is climbing quickly because they well, can't agree on well, materials for the unions to use. And that's where we're pivoting. That's the segue, right? That's the segue because guess what, guys? If you're interested in how the stadium's going and how this whole fight's working out. Guess what? If cost wasn't a hurdle, there's also some things coming out that could put a real sh- a real damper on the stadium front. The first of which, it's almost laughable, right? But Western New York's labor union, right? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, 
The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like, I don't know. First of all, there's there's the labor union, and then there's zoning regulations, the two of which are going to be an impediment to what we're doing here in Buffalo. I'll start with this. Chris, you are a union guy at work, correct? 100%. You love the union because they help you keep your job. Thank, thank God only four people heard that. Yeah. Can we talk through the by, by, talk through the irony of your joke when your dog barked at me that he hates liberals and yeah. you are Yeah, that that being a union. That'll <laughs> that'll allow on the show, but the four people listening, one of them including you, I'm German, have to edit that out. I don't I don't let that out, but I will tell you this happened with my job. No, remember the day after the Bengals game where I got sick? Yes. I legitimately threw up on the 190. Yes. On my way home. I got written. You were moving or did you pull over? I had to pull over. Oh. Right you just roll your window down? And- no, no. Oh, please. Have you seen that Mazda in the driveway? It's pristine. It's, it's a no, Mazda, folks. No vomit on it. I'm not kidding. I got written up at work for leaving. <laughs> so That's, this is why unions so I, exist. So I had to go through, like, it didn't get, it got, like, this close to where I needed to have a union meeting about it. But I was like, I got paid, like, here's my paycheck. I got paid for it. And then they were like, oh, no, four hours is missing. And I was like, well, if four hours is missing, then somebody owes me four hours of money. <laughs> it was It was a whole thing. We got we worked through. It. I didn't have to go to a union meeting, but thank God for unions. Okay, now well, here's. I mean, I mean, if you ask everybody <laughs> and, and, at work, and now here's they, they the vote thing. a different color. Now, now here's the here's what I'll say. Chris is a union guy. Now, what's happening right now in terms of the bill stating that a lot of people don't realize outside of Western New York is that they just took a vote on like when to start construction. And just got like a no vote from the Western New York Labor Union. That's fucking wild. To the point where they brought in Bob Duffy now to try and broker things. Which, for what it's worth, for those of you who aren't in the area or familiar with Rochester, which I know you guys, even as close as you are, may not be. Mm-hmm. Bob Duffy, former mayor of Rochester, uh, is one of the most stand-up politicians that you'll ever meet. Could have been governor if he wanted to, if he decided to, to, to continue to run, decided to take a step back. Um, and, and now he's in public service. You know, he's, he's, you know, running the Rochester Chamber of Commerce currently. They brought him in to try to kind of broker a deal. And it's, 
for the folks at Buffalo who may be worried about whatever's going on, like I don't, I don't think as somebody in Rochester who followed Rochester politics for a long time who knows Bob Duffy, I don't think we have anything to worry about at this point. Sure. Sure, but the idea is that the reason that they're conflicted is because they go, well, there's not enough Buffalo-made materials. There's not enough U.S.-made materials. It's like, guys, no one uses brick and mortar to build buildings anymore. I'm sorry that our localized methods of construction are so outdated that you guys aren't used to this, but we're not constructing a multi-billion dollar stadium. how these things are built. Yeah, we're not building them using 1990s, not, not even 90s, 80s, 70s yeah. technology. Not at all. And that drives me crazy. They're all just looking for a piece of the pie. Oh, sure. Sure. And it kills me that that's an impediment to us getting this deal done. Now, there's also zoning hurdles, which impact all of us. Chris, like uh, Chris, anyone listening to this podcast who's ever been to a Rock Powell Report tailgate? This impacts all of you, right? Orchard Park has to change the way they do things in order to accommodate this new stadium. And there's a whole bunch of unintended consequences opened up by that. First of all, the current zoning regulations state that in Orchard Park, you can't have a structure more than two and a half stories high. You can't. Now, that's to protect corporate interests from moving in and kind of redeveloping Orchard Park to to be to being what the town doesn't want it to be. So they broke that into kind of like their zoning codes. Now the problem is you have to build this stadium. I hope it's bigger than two and a half. Yeah. As they're gonna green light this, the question becomes what else is gonna happen because you did this? Now I sent uh, my brother a picture of the renderings. Yeah. Saw the new renderings. He was like, how are they getting the snow off that roof? That was just, my brother's an engineer, so it's just like, first question was like, how are they getting that, uh, the, that snow off the probably heated roof? Yeah, well, and see, now you're talking about, this is why you pay $1.5 billion. Specific, yeah, hey, heat that roof. Heat that roof. Heat, I don't give a fuck. That sounds crazy, but guess what? I'm the guy who gre- cover one's Greg Thompson. I pitched him like it was Shark Tank. I go, listen, I, you know how they brand cattle and how sometimes you can like wood burn if uh, an iron gets hot enough? I want to develop something for home defense. It sits in a sheath that almost looks like a coffee table. You put it in there into this sleeve. It's an iron rod, and you heat it up to about 800 degrees, right to where it's like like white hot. And then someone breaks into your house, and you're able to take that thing out with welder's gloves that are hung casually on the side. And now you, like, because so many people defend their homes with baseball bats. I have what amounts to a lightsaber. (laughs) (laughs) Greg goes... This is the greatest and worst idea simultaneously I've ever heard in my entire life. He goes, you do know that people would die in the process of both building and testing this thing. Make like a really good, uh, like a really good break-in movie, right? (laughs) Where they they break into this, you know, former whatever engineer's place, and he's concocted this defense mechanism. So this is it. So I pitched him on this, and it's the same thing, right? Like we're all pitching around stupid ideas. The local politicians here have pitched a lot of stupid ideas. They really have. 
the zoning regulations are going to get changed. Joe Liberti is the guy who says, hey, why stop it? He goes, hey, what's the Bills? The Bills stadium height is going to be four. Chris, four, apparently. Four stories off the ground. Cool. He goes, why stop there? We should change it to seven. Because then we can build a high rise, a hotel. And now we can make Orchard Park a tourist destination. And I go, who the fuck is coming to Orchard Park? Because all all these people think that just because you get a new stadium means you're next in line for a Super Bowl, right? Like, you're not Uh, not going to get a Super Bowl. It doesn't matter how many hotels you construct. So the question, so I I guess, and this is kind of new to me. So are they changing the zoning regulations or are they providing like some type of an easement for the stadium? Oh no, they want to change the zoning regulations. What they want to do here in Orchard Park is change the zoning regulations altogether to allow taller structures to be built. The problem with that is is that you're going to have developers who immediately move in and start building hotels that are 7, 8, 10, 20 stories. Whatever the the limit is. Exactly. So you there there will be unintended consequences of this growth. That's why I'm surprised they're going that route and not just providing an easement because it's you know. And this is why I'm including the councilman's names with every one of these because I want people to remember who the fuck pitched this. Joe Liberty thinks that this is a good idea. Just to hey, let's just relax it. I wonder what uh, I wonder what Joe's. Uh, Holdings are. I wonder what his holdings Well, this is this whole thing. You're a politician. What are you invested in? He may be getting money through property development. Exactly. Where is your money? Because if you stand to profit off this, then I don't think you should be able to shape policy. I think we should just throw them all out of a giant plane over the ocean and start over again. But nevertheless, (laughs) there's also the way that Orchard Park is changing in terms of regulations to meet stadium guidelines for tailgating. And this is where it really impacts guys like you and me, Lacel. Chris, this is where it really bites us in the ass. And it can very much affect that fabric of the tailgate community. The current, like under current zoning regulations, everybody has a right to their private property. If you're, if you're a homeowner around the Bills stadium, as it currently stands, you can park cars in your front yard and no one interferes with you. Well, that may be changing because a council member here locally, Connor Flynn, again, Connor Flynn. I want everyone to remember the names of the people who are doing the bad things to them. He's proposed a change to regulations here in Western New York that would force people who park vehicles in and around the stadium corridor in Orchard Park to change the way they conduct business. Uh, this, This will affect Hammer's Lot. The grass lot, the wings lot, KK Mart lot, everything, all of it, even our beloved mud lot. What they want to do is first force a registration process. They want to say, listen, if you are going to do a for-profit parking of cars on your property, you have to register with New York State or at least Western or at least Erie County. You have to register with the county for the right to park cars. Now, the fact that if they tell you you need a license, that means you must meet certain criteria. True or false? Exactly. Yeah, I was, it was already spinning in my head. And yep. And, you know, 1099 forms. And- yep. So now I've talked to the owner of the mud lot. I've talked to BB. Here's what he's t- he's told me that the team every single year sends 
people to his doorstep with a giant manila folder full of bullshit that they're literally he goes they'll stand out there and they'll knock until i answer the door they won't leave because they know i don't have anywhere else to go i live here he goes when i come to the door they hand me this manila folder and they go we're from the buffalo bills and we'd really hope that as a uh, a partner they keep calling them partners as a partner to the buffalo bills organization you'll help us enforce our guidelines and in there are Restrictions on how many cars you should park, how many law enforcement officers you should have on prem at all times, the type of drinking games you should allow, whether or not, whether exactly, it's literally a carbon copy of what they're enforcing in the Buffalo Bills owned private lots. And they go door to door with this up and down Abbott Road, 20, uh, Route 20A, Route 20, Southwestern, the whole nine, every house. These, first of all, can you imagine being the person who signs up for that job? No, that's an intern. Chris, Chris. Oh, Chris's mouth is full. That's I love intern. this. That's an intern or junior, junior associate or whatever they call him. Chris. Imag- My mouth isn't full. Imagine being the person who has to go door to door trying to get people to sign up. Like, hey, I know that this is your private property. But we want you to actually inf- help the Bills enforce their stadium rules. Sounds very left wing, if you ask me. <laughs> ben Shapiro wouldn't do that. No, gonna, so, I fucking hate. So they come to him and they, and they ask him for, like, you know, so they ask him for security and all that kind of stuff. But they're not gonna, they're not gonna help you pay for. It. No, they won't help you pay for any of it. But they are asking you to help them. In these in these moments, they want you to put in the effort. So Western New York is asking these local lot owners where people tailgate and where people show up to congregate before Bills games every week. The Bills are sending representatives to these people's homes and asking them to be like, hey, I know you don't have a police force like we do. You can't pay for, not, you know, sheriffs in your yard. But also, we want you to help us enforce our guidelines in your front yard where you are currently parking cars. And you can imagine how that goes. Oh, yeah. BB flat out told me he, he he's like, I, I make no bones about throwing that folder into my bushes every year. And he's like, and sometimes it stays there until spring. Like I, I don't, I don't care. Well, now what they're talking about is forcing this registration process through Western New York, where every lot, Everybody within the stadium corridor would have to register to park cars in their yard. And in that way, the county could now enforce the team's will on their behalf. Ryan, let me ask you this. What, why would the county do this for the team? Well, I mean, because there's, I'm sure, a registration fee. I'm sure there's an application fee. I'm sure there's some type of a tax that will go along with it. And I'm sure that the... It was a bargaining chip that the team said, funnel more people into our stadium lot so we can charge you whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I'm sure they build it as, well, you know, if there's more restrictions and you guys are going to have less work after the games and people aren't going to be as drunk and not going to be as many problems. And, but it, it all comes down to, you know, Uncle Sam always gets his, right? <laughs> there's, there's fees galore, I'm sure, that will not be cheap to apply. I'm sure there'll be a term limit you know every year you'll probably have to resubmit and you will need to pay you know 
some type of sales tax or some type of tax on whatever income you've got coming in. It's it is crazy to think about that. Like the county now dictating how people can tailgate. I there's a reason, Chris. There's a reason we tailgate where we do. Yeah. The stadium lots open four hours before game time. I can't do a brisket in four hours. You have to cook it the night before, my man. Yeah, I know, like you do, with your fancy fucking... Uh, what's the container you have? The fucking heated thing? Oh, yeah, the, 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 the pull behind. I hate you. Look, look, look at it. Right, elitist Ryan Lacell over here. Known, in fact, I should call him known elitist, <laughs> Ryan Lacell. Chris, like we were talking earlier, known, known elitist, Ryan Lacell. Just like Jerry Richardson when he dies and they're going to go, known racist. He died today. I told you that. Yep. He's dead. He's dead. He goes, he goes they're going to call him known racist. It's like, well, I'm going to call you known elitist. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. I look at this and I say that. You guys are trying to, you're calling it quote unquote safety related. I don't buy that for a second. Not at all. A number of residents have already protested, right? And they're outspokenly against any kind of parking permit system because realistically you shouldn't be able to infringe on what someone else does with their property. What I do here is none of your business. Isn't that most of the fights people have with the government? Oh yeah. If I'm on my private property, I should be able to do what I want, and you shouldn't be able to come here and tell me I can't. Well, yeah, I mean, there's an entire war fought over there, right? Civil war, states' rights. This is my point. Right I, I, I'm just saying. Now, I understand what these policies are. Like, they'll call it overcrowding, right? I, I've, I've seen this said where they go, oh, well, someone got hurt on a lot, and the ambulances tried to get in. But because cars were so poorly aligned and whatever, we couldn't get in and somebody like died or someone got hurt. I don't know. Well, the other thing that they're going to spin it as is you can do what you want on your personal property. But the second you step off of your personal property, you now become a problem of everybody else around you. It's yes. the same reason that you get pulled over for drunk driving, even though you didn't drink until you left your pro- until before you left your property. Right? I, I did all my drinking at home. I walked out into the street and I stumbled and fell and you're going to get a ticket for public intoxication, right? Yep. So they're, they're going to bill it as you let all these people come in, do whatever the hell they want. You turn them loose out into the public. They come back and then you're going to let them just drive off your property and cause who knows what kind of traffic problems, right? So that's, that's how they'll spin this is yes, it's your personal property, but we all know that you're not parking people to sit and watch the game at your house, wait to sober up, and then leave. So we're going to treat you like somebody who's parking people for the sake of then stumbling out into public and having to deal with all of that. Chris, I love the fact that Ryan's carrying water for the government. <laughs> I, I love it. Not, I'm not saying it's the right move. I don't think they should. I don't think the biggest argument I have against any of this is the open flame policy. Don't you dare take away my charcoal grill. I will snap. I see. I I will flip out. And and you know me, right? Like I'm somebody who parks in the stadium lots. I do that because it's convenient. My, you know, the family that I go travel with, it's more comfortable for them to get it out of the stadium, whatever. But I don't think that they should regulate. If it's not a stadium owned lot, people should be able to park people on their lawn. Let them do what the homeowner feels comfortable with. 
And that's why you get sheriffs getting triple time to work the games, right? Because that's that you know, and, and this is again, this is their job is to enforce the law. So if somebody breaks the law off property, that's fine. I'm not gonna say his name, but there's a sheriff, Chris, the guy who oversees our our section. Dad or know his name. Yeah. I know his name. I'm not gonna say it. Chris, this the 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 perfect example, the game where Yulberg and his wife came and a fight broke out. And they kind of left it up to me to break it up. And then Tony the Usher is stuck being like, Drew, do I got to kick these guys out or not? And I'm looking up at the sheriff going, are you going to come down here and do your job or do I got to do it for you? What What are we talking about? Like, I mean, we're talking about government overreach. As somebody, again, as Chris Chris jokes around about, but I, you know, I, I lean to the left, right? I mean, I don't hide that from anybody. This is, this is government overreach. And it's to be expected because the team... Lots of people parking in the lots. The team, I don't think the team likes the stigma around Bills Mafia in terms of jumping through tables. Sure. They want to be known for the Buffalo Bills who win a hell of a lot of football games and have a really rabid fan base. Well, you're lucky you started winning because if not, you would they just be. They want to be known for the team that has people jump through tables and flaming tables and all that kind of stuff. So they're going to do everything that they can to try to curb that. Okay, that's fair. Now. What I'll say is that you'll never extinguish tailgating as it is. And I, I, I absolutely, Chris, how much of a fight do you think these, these lot owners are going to put up over this? Hammer's lot, he's a douche and he's not, he, no one's, no one's even challenged. I'd him be yet. fine if they were out of the tailgate game. That no, guy, but you have no idea. Careful. That guy. That sounds an awful lot like I don't care if people get priced out of a stadium. <laughs> the guy that. Hey, listen. The guy the, that owns, the guy who owns Hammer's lot. He's, he's a fucking. Of, he's a fucking tool. He. <laughs> he, he his. <laughs> that was he's a fucking. Words. He's a fucking tool. <laughs> and he's he. Tell him I said that. He sounds like a guy that hangs out at Devlin's Deuce. He may be the manager there. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I know. There is a lot of insecurity among a lot of these guys. It turns out the guy that who owns the mud lot used to work for the guy who owns Hammer's Lot. And he goes, the guy from Hammer's Lot flat out tweeted at us one time because we were talking it up. Yeah. And one of his acolytes, the fucking, I can't remember his name. First, he started being like, oh, you guys should come over here. And I go, nah, I'm good. I don't need to see the, the whole thing. I don't need to see it. I'm good. I'm good where I am. And then after a while, going back and forth, he was like, you know what? To be honest, I kind of want to come hang out with you. And then he chimed in and started talking shit. And I was like, listen, man, I don't know what's wrong with you that is a 50-something-year-old man. You care what people think about you. I'm ugly. I'm half your age. I don't have any of your money because I don't own a company and I don't own the property or the Bill's tailgating thing where you sell all these parking spaces to. And yet I'm so less insecure than you. Yeah. And that's a problem. You're an old man who's super insecure, and I'll never understand it. It's why I can't park there. I can't support that. I, I just won't. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to come down to, uh, I mean, it's going to come down to it's going to happen. It, it will. They it, will regulate tailgating. It to happen. And, and at least they won't do it like Dan Snyder, yeah. where he just goes and gets a city ordinance behind everyone's back, pays off a couple local politicians to pass a shady law that outlaws parking. Yeah. And then when you have to park in his lots, he jacks the price up by by 300%. Yeah. I mean, cause it, and it's unfortunate because a lot, a lot of it's all going to result in 
I have to pay taxes now on this. This is income. Yes. You know, it become property taxes become so much more. They're going to have very, very stringent homeowner insurance policy requirements. Well, our guy already has that. He already has a $3 million umbrella. Which is awesome. Which he should. Get one, right. <laughs> so then you look at the... So, so we've already talked about... Okay, so we've established that tailgating is probably going to get harder in the future for Buffalo Bills fans after the stadium gets built. I want to end on a positive note like we usually do. Let's talk about stadium renderings. If it ever does get built, and if they can ever agree on a tailgating atmosphere, this thing could look pretty cool, right? Yeah, I love it. I think it looks great. Now, Chris, I have I've tweet. never seen a rendering that looks bad. Well, I have a guy, Jim... But it's his his Twitter handle is Twiffalo Town. He tweeted out something that made me snort laugh. It goes, based on what I've learned from renderings of things to be built in Buffalo, I'm assuming those big glass panels will in the end just be a bunch of 36 by 18 vinyl replacement double hung windows from Lowe's. Well, because they're going to have to buy them locally. <laughs> yeah, if you if you listen to the labor union, yeah. you got to buy all your shit locally. No one builds like that anymore. And, and uh, so, I mean, renderings, yeah, I mean, everybody looks happy in the renderings, right? I think the, the, the takeaway on the renderings is not, that's not what the stadium necessarily is going to look like. But I think the concept of they've held true to this, there's going to be an overhang, there's not going to be a roof, but there's going to be an overhang to where, I think they said at one point, like 80% of the seats are going to be under the overhang. Yeah. Right? So you're not, it's not a dome, but you're not sitting in the elements. And we've been to enough games, right, where it's been cold but if it wasn't raining on top of the cold it would have been fine yeah i've been to plenty of those games and if i don't have to get wet i don't mind sitting in 30 degree 25 degree weather if i don't have to worry about lacey so wet that it soaks through my snow pants and my jeans and my you know your seats are where mine are you're 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 literally a section over from me chris that uh that monday night football game I don't think you were there. Which one? The the wind tunnel game. The the the, the, the us losing to New England while Mac Jones threw three fucking passes. No. Okay. So that game, our seats at the end of the stadium, we felt no wind no, in our awesome. seats, awesome. and that's without a roof. Mm-hmm. If you add a roof to this thing, even a little bit, people don't understand what a difference it'll make. The 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 dome the dome crowd is painfully lost because their idea of a stadium is well you have to have us covered completely from the elements realistically i've been sheltered from the wind for a decade yeah, we very rarely get wind we, we, the pro- and where our seats are very rarely do we i get a little pre- a little precipitation. precipitation so realistically if we're doing this then if you're if you're sheltering 80 percent of the seats you've won yeah You've won, and those people have no idea how great they're going to have it. And not just that, but you, you talk about the, the product on the field, and it's like, well, you spend so much for Josh Allen, he's a gunslinger, put a dome over and let him go play you know, in a controlled environment. Those stadiums, those, those soccer stadiums that this is going to be based off of, like the way that they design, and Chris's brother can probably speak more to it right, as the engineer, but the, the way they design those overhangs and those roofs, it cuts down on a lot of the wind. That actually winds up getting down yes. onto, onto the playing surface. Well, and not only that, but it swirl up top so that it doesn't, you know, come down in. But also, don't you want a little bit of weather 
You want a little bit of something because guess what? Josh Allen is the modern-day John Elway. The way he throws the football, there's no one else who can do that. Well, I, I go back to... That's an advantage to you as a team. Like, look, the, the, the New England Patriots were the only team dumb enough to go, hey, we're only going to throw it three times. Yeah. Well, I go, I go back to the, the last show that we did. The, it was the season recap show, and it was the question was asked, like, what was the best moment of the... It was the, it was the, the Miami game. When Allen goes, you know, it starts to snow, Allen goes down the field, they score, he goes in for the two-point conversion, and the snow starts coming down, right? Yep. And everybody to a man in that stadium said, this game is fucking over. Yep. Right? Because you got Tua, or whoever, Bridgewater, whoever was playing. And I've got Josh And I've got Josh fucking Allen. Who's gonna go run for forty yards downfield? He's gonna. It doesn't care whether it's snow, sleet, whatever. And in a game like that, where it's calm, 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 and then the weather hits again, Bills fans. It's been so long since we've had one. But when you've got a quarterback like Josh Allen, he does not need a level playing field. He just needs everybody to stay on. I guess he does. Why he just wants a level playing field? But but the the elements don't matter. Exactly. So now as we look at this first wave of renderings that have been released, I like what I see in a lot of them. Now, what, 360 degrees of parking around the stadium? That's an improvement from anything that they've ever done. It'll help ingress and egress. It will get, there will be more gates everywhere. Yes. It'll be, it'll be easier by default. I do have to say that the way I complain about this every game before I go in, the Bill Stadium to get through security is an unmitigated nightmare. I snuck a barbecue thermometer in. (laughs) The one game I got too drunk and I forgot to put my barbecue thermometer back in the truck. And I was like, I just, this is my fourth one this year. I'm not throwing this one away. So I just tucked it under my belt buckle and the guy waved a wand at me, saw it go off at my belt buckle and just waved me through. But the problem is that they do that, but it still takes so long. Yes. I don't know if anyone else travels for other sporting events and stuff, but I've been to a lot of sporting oh, events. Oh, I just cheat. I just cut through line. But <laughs> but the, the fact that there's a queue and it takes, if you get there at the wrong time, an hour to get through security, that is inexcusable. And then when you get out of the stadium, there's one there's one gate open. Yeah, it, that's bad. Sixty parking is going to help so much in terms of that. How about the screening to block the wind? It's not a wall, but it's me- it's metal screening that will block off most of the outdoor concourses. I still feel like that's better than nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, like, when you're heating those concourses, it will help retain that. Yes. Also, Jumbotron at each end. Yeah. Maybe. The- as somebody who sits. Yeah, exactly. Jumbotron, As somebody who sits. Give me a, a screen on the other end of the field that I can actually see. Here's what I'll say. Uh, I once was hammered, hammered in Pittsburgh. Why did stories start that way? I know, right? Weird. <laughs> I was hammered in Pittsburgh, and I'm wandering. My friends had already taken taxis to the casino, and I was like, well, I'm cheap, and also I'm drunk because I woke up. Well, I woke up and I was super hungover and I was like, well, how do I get out of this? I know I'll drink my way out. So I had a couple mimosas in the room. I went downstairs to the hotel bar, had a drink, a two drink, a three drink. And then I'm like, all right, I'll walk to the Rivers Casino. Give me a Bloody Mary for the road. And so I'm walking and I get to Hines Stadium 
before the Rivers Casino. And I'm like, holy shit, this is nice. I start walking. There's all these little gardens with statues, hedgerows, and then every little area, there's benches where you can sit and, like, I don't know, reflect or take pictures or do whatever the fuck you want to do. But there's the outside of the stadium is incredibly picturesque. And then there's the stadium. And then it turns out they're giving away tour, like giving away. They're selling tours for like $15. So I sign up for a tour. And I tell the guy, go, can I bring my drink? And he goes, there's three people coming. Yeah. Yeah. You can bring your drink. So I literally got to, with a Bloody Mary in hand, walk around Heinz Stadium and get the tour for $15. I walked away from that. Now, that was in the, like, the... 2010, 2012. Well, the stadium was, wasn't brand new even at that time. No, it wasn't even brand new. And I walked away from that going, if the Bills could just build this, I would die happy. They have an opportunity here to build out the gardens and yeah, build out a, a the statues and do the stuff. Make this a destination point, right? Yeah. Because you can do that. You've with. Got, you've got $1.5 billion. You better be able to. And then there's the idea of the piss trough. Let's talk about this. Why is a piss trough so important to people? Do they? I don't know. Ice. Here's here's. Then you can see who can melt the ice faster between you and your neighbor. Here's what I know. I've gotten into more awkward conversations at piss troughs in a stadium bathroom. I like a nice divider. You know, some would say that that's where business gets done. Who are and these you, some? If you climb the corporate ladder, you'll learn that. <laughs> Here's what I know. So last year, there was a guy. I'm walking up to the urinal. We're in line in lockstep, and he keeps talking. He's talking to me. I, I made the mistake of mentioning that I had a podcast, and he was like, well, you need to talk on your podcast about the fact that, the fact that Trey White, when he comes back, he's going to set the world on fire. I'm like, I'm not talking about that. I will never talk about that. You're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, he should go buy a microphone and talk about it. Like sure. Go get a microphone. Yeah. Do what everyone else is doing. So so we get to the urinal, and I think it's over. Oh, no, no, no. And he keeps talking to me. And I just, the I had one move left in my bag, so it was to bark at him like DMX. Just, and he didn't know what to do. And he panicked. And I think he might have turtled a little bit. And then that was it. He pissed on his own pants. <laughs> he, he, grown man pissed on his own pants. Don't talk to me while I'm peeing. Yeah. And that's why I hate the trough. I hate all of you out there who are, are Bill's Mafia. You, you want the piss trough brought back to the stadium. Do not speak to me when I'm going to the bathroom or I will lose my mind. In all honesty, though, what, what is the appeal of the trough? Do, do we, have you gotten to Chris, do you know? Why do people like it? I would know. I only use the actual an actual toilet. <laughs> You're one of those, huh? Yeah. 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 You're yeah. yeah. uh, that, that character in waiting? Yeah. <laughs> I am. He's a picture of all of his friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's 100% true. That might be the most astute description of Chris I've ever heard. It's 100% true. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, here's what I know. The piss trough probably isn't happening. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't Not say in a state of the art stadium is. A state of the art stadium has no piss troughs. Guys, you're you're all going to lose. Now listen, if if, it, if it's uh, piss trough so that 
strictly for the, that the only thing that they put in there and it guarantees that other people can afford to come to games on for the piss, piss drop. I just want to get on the record. <laughs> if it's if it's piss trough or urinals and it means that the games remain affordable and that's the difference, I'll piss in the trough. I love I'll do the that fact for the people. Here comes here comes <laughs> magnanimous Chris. That's called who, a callback. Yeah. Who do you hate more? Like who who do you hate more? Elitist Lacel or Magnanimous Lacel? <laughs> I can take I can take both of them. I'm nothing if not a man of the people. Yeah, okay. Piss in your troughs. <laughs> Piss in your troughs. <laughs> Let them eat cake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So as we wrap this up, obviously things are going to change. One of my favorite things out of the renderings has been the fact that 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 roof does seem like it will change the trajectory of wind in this stadium. That's what the design for. I mean, you look at like Tottenham FC, like you know those stadiums. Again, so it's it's the soccer stadium built in England. That's what the stadium is going to be based on. I I like that, and and I also like the fact that they've already identified that concessions are terrible. Yeah. They know that it's a problem, yeah. so they will fix but it. But you, you brought up an interesting point that I, I guess I wasn't aware of as to why concessions are so bad at, at well, the Bills stadium. The Bills, for anyone who's dumb enough to go to the Bills game and buy food, none of it is made there. They have no kitchens on-prem. All of the food sold inside the Bills stadium, according to the 96-page report released by the team and their, what is that, Legends, Sports, yeah, Legends, whatever. Sports. So... Do you want to go to... It's uh, all trucked in. It's all cooked off-site hey. and put in catering boxes. Right through the purpose of this, which is to talk to people. I know. Oh, wait. Someone wants to speak? Yeah. I'll hear it. I can... I can oh. Make it happen, Captain. I can bring in our friend of the show, Kyle Washington, from Las Vegas. Yeah, first time long. Kyle Washington, you got to unmute your microphone. Kyle, and we bring there in. Go. There he is. What's up, baby? Technology, son of a bitch. I'll tell you one thing. I cracked his spear. I I caught I caught the pod about halfway through, and all I heard was about the uh, the uh, filling out forms and taxing all the people for parking. I'll tell you right now. This is what makes Buffalo a experience it's the game but it's everything else outside to get there where it's at the college style atmosphere you know you do find some debauchery and you know stuff that makes (laughs) hell yeah you know know, that's part of it Kyle we got loose before that Green Bay game you and your dad had a blast with us so I, also about the about the stadium food. I knew going in that that they didn't make anything there, and I still was so drunk I did get like chicken fingers. I wasn't proud of myself. Chicken fingers hit, hit when you're drunk. It doesn't matter where they're from. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it, it just sucks because if they're gonna try and tax people and make them fill out forms just so you can like hang out and and. Just like park in someone's ran, you know, random front yard, and just you create friends. Like you go to these bigger stadiums. Now I haven't gone to, and I won't ever unless there's a Bills game to the Raiders. You know, it, they don't. The, the tailgating area is so tiny. You end up going. They have local casinos around the the, yep. the outskirts. 
that they'll you tailgate there and then you bus in. You're not even near the stadium. You don't even see the stadium. It's it's utter like garbage. It's just the, the experience is just it's it's terrible. So you being so, from Las Vegas and then coming to the Bills Stadium this year ahead of the Green Bay game and getting to see what that's like and getting to see like the fact that you were there with us and you got to see the stadium what less than like like you could see it as we're partying. You're like oh my god, it's right there. We're right outside the stadium. Exactly. And, and the thing about it, because like, I went several, like, my dad took me when I was a kid and we went several times. And then as when I got older, you know, we, we, we partied and we got like a, a parking pass in the parking lot, which is, it was all right. But I never went off to the, to, to the hammers lot or, you know, I didn't, we didn't branch out. So I didn't really ever kind of get the craziness. It was, it was all right. It was still a good time. But I still, I, the way I look at it now, it's like mostly everyone kind of branches out and they just go out and they do their own thing. You can go just wander and go to different lots and meet people. And that's what you don't get here. Like I've been to MetLife. That was before this last game, the Green Bay game. It is. It's terrible. Not only that, but trying to get around that stadium is terrible. Hopefully they don't, they don't model it after that because that is absolute garbage. But it's in New Jersey, so there you go. Built on, actually built on an island, so I think we're okay there. Yeah. yeah. So well, it, it's it's it, the, the experience there was not great. I mean, there was people, but like they, there's there's nothing. The, the atmosphere is just gone. It's just like oh, you know, let's go to let's go to the, to the to you know to the to the Jets game tomorrow. Okay, yeah, sure. And yeah, you just sure. go. And I no, was no. the only one within the Scott whole Mason. that had. Scott Mason brought a grill. grill. No one else did. Scott Mason, who does our weekly AFC East shows, has said that. He goes, there's no tailgate community among the Jets fans. show up like an hour before the game and you just kind of walk into MetLife. And this is exactly it, Kyle. You're hitting the nail on the head as far as what we need to preserve about the Bills tailgate community. Now, let me ask you a question before we let you go. Where do you stand on the piss trough debate? Are you pro or con piss trough? I, I, you know what? I think I think I'm pro because you you never know who you're gonna fucking piss next to. It's in a, it's like fucking roulette. All right, I'm telling you, you just never know. You're gonna be at, you, you, you might make a friend. You never know. You might make a life yeah, exactly. friend. Exactly. Maybe the second wedding will be from the piss trough. I was drunk exactly. at a exactly. You never you never looked out. It's straight ahead. Straight ahead. Never look down to the side. Straight ahead. And you can make conversations with anyone. <laughs> Kyle, we love you. I appreciate I think he's converting me. <laughs> I'm in the process of being converted. Kyle. All right, my son. Kyle, we love you. All right, boys. Have a good one. You too. Later. So ultimately, guys. Obviously, there's a lot of factors at play here, but here's what I'll say. I just, I don't know. There, There's a lot that's been settled. There's a lot that's left to be settled. I don't like how things are shaping up right now. There are, it just seems like with the labor fight, it'll cost us more. Well, it won't cost us more. It'll cost the bills more. Be very careful with how this whole thing rolls out. Because the bills have agreed to pay all the cost overruns. Realistically... 
there's a lot to be settled. The tailgate debate scares me. I don't want to lose my spot in the mud lot because I think that we've created a, a community there where people show up. I don't care who you are. I don't care what team you're from. Are you here for a good time? All right, then guess what? We can have some drinks. We can have some food. Dude, do you think? To that new stadium. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Chris. It's a hell of a walk. Please, I'm more of an athlete than Drew. Are you going to bring your rollerblades? I'll get there faster. Fruit boots. Fruit boots! I. There's still going to be things beyond what we discussed tonight that we're going to need clarity on. First of all, will the Ralph statue be relocated? Oh, they have to. If you don't, we riot. I, I can picture a very nice garden with Ralph at the center. Here's the question. How's somebody going to get to the bill store? Is it going to be attached to that stadium? Or is it going to be left in its current spot? And they're going to demo the building and just leave the bill it. store across the street. Okay. Design of the concourses. I want to know. Are we going into another key bank situation where it's just like, look, yeah, we can put some lipstick on a pig, but... Eh. Well, the, prob- the problem is that if it's only going to be four stories tall, your concourses are... There's only maybe what? Maybe your top level will be above ground? Probably. How, how do you make That's it. an underground concourse attractive to the to the viewing public? I mean, I'm sure there'll be some murals and some spray, spray painting. Spray painting! You know, they'll bring in some local artists to do stuff like that, but there's only so much you can do, to your point. There's only so much lipstick you yeah. can put on a pig. You might have seen his stuff on the 33. <laughs> <laughs> on the side of the local taco, taco place. And then the question is, what other offerings? Right? Like, some of these are slam dunks. A sports book on prem. Sports book on prem. Chris, tailgate village? I yeah. Bet, I bet they'd wind up with two sports books. One of each end. Chris, the, the Green Bay tailgate village brings in 21 million just from naming rights alone. It's a no-brainer to do that and attach it to the building. You you bring in a tailgate village where out-of-towners who don't know people, like Kyle does. Like, Kyle knew us, so he had a place to go tailgate with his dad. If he didn't have that, then what you're talking about is people who show up and just go party inside that building and then walk into the stadium through a covered concourse with its own security checkpoint, and then they go in. And now there's, by the way, you have to hit the sports book. It's right there. And that, like that's what I'm talking about. There are money-making opportunities here for them to justify the existence of all of this horse shit. Picture, picture a blowout game either way. The, the games that you get up frustrated and stumble off. If you had a sports book to go stumble through. If I had a beer garden well, can, inside. You can go drink and watch Red Zone. The only, that's what I'm saying. The only place that you can go drink and hang out inside the stadium is at the club level. And it, and if you were to. end of where we sit. If you were to open up a, a beer garden inside the stadium where I don't have to leave, but I can, like, I don't have to go home. I'm mad and I don't want to be in my seat to annoy Chris. Annoy Potter. Drive everyone nuts around me with my negativity. Instead, I want to go seethe and I want to drink an IPA and or maybe a whiskey on the rocks and just watch a, a football game that isn't this one. If you gave me that space, I would stay in the stadium and do it. Th- they've got a lot of opportunities. I can't wait to see what comes out of this as the rest of the renderings and the plans and everything else unfolds. 
But I think that this discourse is good to keep talking about what's right and wrong about the directions of the stadium. Guys, this has been a lot of fun. Now, as we end this, who needs your season tickets paid for? Chris is literally just right I love how we've been over here being elitist, and now Chris literally has. Hey, look at the money. Ryan, from your vantage point, how much how much cash is Chris just waffling out in front of him? He's got at least at least a what is that, about a grand in hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say two grand. We could shut the lights off. How'd I do? And just, more, it's more than two grand. <laughs> we could shut the lights off and just beat him up and take it. Yeah. I mean he does have a pretty fearsome dog upstairs that might not let you buy. <laughs> Guys, we love you. We love Chris. We're not gonna rob Chris. We love him for some reason. You should pay Chris for all you've been trying to wrap you up for the last twenty minutes. Oh I know he has been. You should charge him overtime. Guys, yeah. we gotta get out of here. I appreciate everybody who's checked in, who's tuned in on live, who's stopped in to see this. But for tonight, we got to get out of here. I'm Drew Gear. That's Ryan Lacell. That's Chris Krueger. And this has been your Rock Power Report. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.